it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the NSAA High School Baseball Championships from Werner Park in Omaha on Friday, May 17th. Catch the Class C game at noon Central, Class B game at 3.30 p.m. Central, and Class A at 7 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Heard at Sports presents The Damon Benning Show with Ravi Lula. And the 1 0 delivery hit in the air to left and deep. We got a winner. Get up. Get out of there. Gone. For Jenna Edwards. Tyrone Taylor just won you 350 bucks. And the pitch, a swing and a high fly ball, right center field and deep. Back it goes, deep it goes, and way out of here. Grand slam, Matt Walner deep to the second deck in right center. His second career grand slam, and the Twins have put up a high five here in the opening inning of Target Field. It's a 5-0 Twins lead. Welcome back to the Damon Benning Show with Ravi Lula, Avery Howard in for DB this morning. And we are joined now by our friend Steve Gardner from USA Today. He is a baseball writer. Steve, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, uh, as any baseball fan would be today. <laughs> I was going to say, this has got to be feel a little bit like Christmas to you, right? First day of the postseason for baseball, which has a uniquely terrific postseason. Indeed, it does, and it's it's unpredictable. I mean, that's that's the one exciting thing, or at least one of the exciting things about Major League Baseball's postseason is you never know what kind of twists and turns <laughs> we'll see. You know, maybe a team like like the Phillies did last year, coming from the, sure. the number six spot and making it to the World Series. Well, let's start there, Steve. Is there a team you look at this year, maybe from below the halfway line in terms of seeding, that you think can have? a legitimate shot of at least making, if not winning, the World Series? I, I think, you know, the Toronto Blue Jays might have might be that team. I mean, you look at the, uh, the starting pitching, Kevin Gossman, uh, I think one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball. And the Jays, this whole season, have kind of underachieved mm-hmm. in terms of, uh, you know, their, especially on offense, that it would not surprise me to see them you know, kind of pull what the Phillies did last year and just get exceptionally hot with Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Bo Bichette and everybody. So maybe they could be a dark horse, and I guess they're a, they're a four seed, so uh, not, not as far back as, as where the Phillies came from last year. But keep, keep an eye on them. 
Yeah. Hey there, Avery here. I, I got a question for you because I, I saw a stat from Danny Wexelman yesterday that I thought was pretty interesting. From the teams that are in the field right now in the playoffs, she said in 2021, four teams had 100 plus lost seasons. Now it's Diamondbacks, Orioles, Rangers that are in the in October. For you know fans that haven't followed them as closely, what's really changed them around to get to where they are right now compared to 2021? Well, I think the Orioles and the Diamondbacks uh, have similar tracks in that, um, you know, because they were so bad, they were able to draft early, get their pick of, of some of the best uh, young players and amateur players. And you see that manifesting itself this year with the Orioles having, you know, Gunnar Henderson, probably your AL Rookie of the Year, mm-hmm. and the Diamondbacks having Corbin Carroll, probably your NL Rookie of the Year. And, uh, you know, those guys have, have been uh, spark plugs for their teams. And the Orioles were bad for several years, so they, they were able to draft Adley Rutschman number one yep. in 2019. And in, a, in my mind, he's one of the best, if not the best, catcher in the game right now. So uh, that's kind of once the Orioles called Rutschman up, that's when their fortune started to turn, and uh, that pipeline has just been, been great for them. And the Diamondbacks, you know, Brandon Fott, who's going to be starting game one for them, is a rookie. Hmm. And uh, while the results haven't been great, um, so far in his rookie season, he has shown some flashes and uh, seems to be up to the task. Um, the otherwise, you know, the Rangers taking the opposite yeah. attack. You know, they, they went after free agents, Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager a couple of years ago, um, and then Jacob DeGrom this past offseason didn't work so well, but, uh, but they still continue to acquire talent. Um, and veteran talent that has helped them make that turnaround. Steve, are you surprised at all that it actually worked for the Rangers? Because we've seen some other teams do that, most notably San Diego, kind of trying to acquire talent that way. And it really, I mean, for San Diego, it's kind of shocking how poorly it's panned out for them. Yeah, and the, the Padres had one of those crazy anomaly type seasons to where the players were actually playing well. You know, their hitting was good, their pitching was good, but they were just terrible in, in clutch situations. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they went to the last week of the, of the regular season without winning an extra inning game. They were horrible in one-run games. So, yeah, in terms of the way that Texas has built, I think you know, that's, that's been one of those things where they picked the right guys, <laughs> you know, and it's easier said than done, but you know, Marcus Simeon has been amazing. Uh, Corey Seager, if it weren't for Shohei Otani, would probably be the uh, mm. AL MVP this year. Um, and they made some smart moves in, in picking up players in trades. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, a credit to, to that front office there in Texas that they've been able to do that. Chris Young, the GM, has, uh, has continued you know, what's been a, a fine tradition of front office moves for the Rangers. Steve, out of the teams that were those 100-loss teams that Avery mentioned that are in the playoffs now, which ones do you think are built for – sustainability is it is it kind of the orioles and diamondbacks that did it through their farm system do you think they can hold on to this core group of players to have a several year run i do i really do and and i think that's key when you have those young players uh and frankly inexpensive players um it gives the front office the opportunity to patch some holes where they need to and i think one of the things you know uh, for orioles fans they kind of saw this coming a little bit when the team play was playing a lot better at the end of last year and were disappointed that you know Kyle Gibson and, and uh, Adam Frazier were the only guys that they went out and got in free agency when there were other players 
uh, like Carlos Rodon was, uh, you know, one of the most sought-after starting pitchers, and yet they stayed away from him, and the Yankees signed him, and, and uh, it didn't work out so well. So, yeah, I think being able to have that core in place and, um, and several more really good young players coming up through the farm system, which we may get a glimpse of in the postseason, um, yeah, that, that helps you be uh, sustainable and, and allows you to continue to have that kind of success. And, and most baseball insiders and observers feel like this Orioles team is, is certainly built to last, and, and the Diamondbacks in, in that regard as well. Yeah, speaking of the Diamondbacks, I want I, you know seeing all the celebrations and the pool parties and all the fun things. This this means a lot to them. What makes this team so exciting and maybe hopeful to watch in this October run for them? Well, I think they've been overlooked a lot this season because in in the National League West, you know, you have the Dodgers who are always there. We're a lot of uh, talk centered on the Padres, mm-hmm. the Giants. You know, had a 107-win team a couple of years, or you know, 100-plus wins. Was it 107, something like that? Um, huge number a couple of years ago. So they kind of overshadow the Diamondbacks, and you don't really have other than than Corbin Carroll. You know, anybody that posts ridiculously eye-popping numbers uh, or anything like that. But you know, guys like Christian Walker, who's uh, you know a, a veteran who's been around for a long time and is just starting to get his due. Um, you know, blue guys like that, Cattell Marte, you know, not, not your household names. I think maybe if you talk about anybody from the Diamondbacks, it's Zach Gallen, who mm. um, you know, was the all-star game starter for the National League. He's probably the most recognizable, but, uh, but still, you think of the best pitchers in, in baseball, and, and Zach Gallen's not, uh, not one of the first several that comes to mind. So I think this could be a coming out party for them as well. Steve, real quick before we get your World Series picks from you, um, in that NL MVP race, it seemed like it was Acuna and Betts for a long time. Did reaching those 40, 70 milestones just put Acuna in a category where he can't be caught for that thing? I'll tell you what, no is the answer for that. Okay, good. Um, I love Mookie Betts. At the the start of September, I was actually uh, in in the camp that Mookie Betts was more valuable than Ronald Acuna Jr. because... Obviously, uh, all that he means in terms of stats and, and puts up some pretty good numbers himself. But being able to move from the outfield to the infield to give the Dodgers the flexibility, to me, that's, that's what you talk about when you talk about valuable mm. to a team. Um, but that's kind of tailed off a little bit in September. Acuna kind of stepped on the gas and, and just blew up. Um, and then getting those numbers, I, I think – it reminds me a little bit of the AL MVP debate back when Mike Trout was, uh, was a rookie and Miguel Cabrera won the AL Triple Crown. I mean, you pick three stats and you say, well, Miguel Cabrera was better than everybody. Hmm. But in terms of everything else that he did, Mike Trout was a more valuable player to me that year. And I think Mookie Betts had that same kind of argument, except that, uh, that Acuna just continued to uh to be amazing in september and and i think is going to win it pretty much going away got 20 seconds here left for you who, who wins the whole thing this year uh I, I, atlanta and acuna just yeah. too powerful to me yep. so uh, i think the braves over tampa bay i'll pick okay steve gardner from usa today we appreciate your time steve great stuff thank you thanks so much That's our friend Steve Gardner from USA Today. Coming up next, we've got more of Benning and Lula here on Herd Sports Radio.